What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of Mark Marauders beating the market one trade at a time. So let's jump into it, into a crazy week, one of the craziest weeks in the market, in my opinion, um, since the crash. So let's jump into uh, the first headline, which is going to be uh, President Trump was diagnosed with COVID-19. So um, pretty bad news uh, as far as that's concerned. He said he's... They've taken him to Walker Reed Hospital, expected to stay a few days after his diagnosis. Um, he arrived today uh, with First Lady uh, Melina Trump uh, after they tested positive, um, raising fresh questions about the president's health. Uh, he is 74 years old, uh, he, so he went to uh, the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center uh, in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, and what aides said was precautionary move. Uh, officials said they expect him to be there for a few days. Uh, he boarded Marine One, which is the presidential helicopter, uh, and then went nine miles away uh, from the White House to uh, the actual site. Uh, so wearing a mask and Navy suit and blue tie, uh, gave reporters a thumbs up and walked across the lawn, uh, but did not stop to take questions. Um, in taped remarks before his departure, um, he said he tried to assure the public uh, that him and the First Lady were going to be doing well. Uh, so, you know, very scary moment uh, health-wise for what's going on. Um, and, you know, no matter what your view is on Trump, uh, whether you, like, extremely dislike him or you are extremely in favor of him, uh, you know, he still is a person, uh, so I'm going to say, you know, wishing him and his wife uh, a speedy recovery, uh, if not for anything, just for the, the standing of the nation um, and for him and his family as well. So he was um, in contact with a lot of people, um, so I believe they're all getting tested. Um, I know Mike Pence um, and his wife got tested, um, and their test came back negative. Uh, so Pence and Mike Pence and Second Lady uh, Karen Pence tested negative uh, for COVID-19 Friday, uh, counting to the statement tweeted uh, by their spokesman Devin O'Malley. Uh, and it has been uh, routine in months that he would be tested. Uh, so he's been tested uh, quite a bit, um, but he has uh, tested negative. So that's good uh, that at least uh, the Pence family uh, is healthy. And uh, still wishing a speedy recovery to the president and his wife. Um, but yeah, no matter, you know, your looks on it, he's still a person. Uh, so, you know, I still would not wish that upon uh, anyone, whether you like them or dislike them. Uh, so just hope for positivity. Positivity always wins um, in the end. So hopefully, you know, he'll come through. Uh, we can finish uh, this election uh, that has began uh, with the debates this week. So, um, one of the things that I think the market is looking at and comparing it to, uh, is when prime minister Boris Johnson, uh, who is 56, not 74. So he's actually younger, uh, than the president is, uh, was diagnosed early. Uh, and that was in March. Uh, he was hospitalized and spent three nights, uh, in intensive care unit. 
uh, and deputized the country's foreign secretary uh, to carry on all his duties. So it was pretty grim uh, when he was actually uh, hospitalized, um, and you know it looked really bad uh, when he was actually put into the hospital. Um, I don't think this case is that severe, but you got to think every little thing affects the market. So today we did see uh, that the Dow um, and that the S&P 500 was going down uh, just based on the fact that there's still no vaccine out there, no vaccine candidate, um, you know, that's ready for production, uh, as well as still waiting for the stimulus uh, to officially be passed. Um, now, this week it was passed, um, but it has, still has to be officially passed. And I don't know how that process is going to go down, especially considering that the president is now in the hospital. So there may be a pause in the stimulus or it may get rushed to be done. Uh, either way, um, you know, hopefully something comes about uh, this that is positive uh, because it seems to be a lot of negativity coming out of uh uh, the economy and just the direction of the country. Um, now, if you want to listen to uh, my rendition of the debate, uh, look at my listen to my previous podcast. I basically uh, broke down some of the key uh, arguments and rebuttals uh, during the debate. So make sure you check that out uh, on the same channel. So going to some other news uh, in the actual market itself. Uh, so Neo uh, today announced. Um, their deliveries. So they said that they had 4,708 vehicles in September 2020 uh, being delivered, which was an increase of 133.2% year over year. Uh, they delivered 12,206 vehicles. The three months ended September 2020, increasing by 154.3% year over year. And uh, their deliveries of 26,373 vehicles in 2020 in total which is an increase of 113.7% year over year. Um, now, they said that they began deliveries of their EC6 uh, in late September 2020 and cumulative deliveries of the ES8, ES6, and EC6 as of September 30th, 2020, reached 58,288. So they are ramping up production um, and making quite a bit of deliveries, uh, and that is the reason why the stock was up pretty high this week. Um, so it kind of went around the 22, 21, uh, 20 range. So from 20 to 22 dollars uh, was the range of the stock this week. People are projecting it to be about 30 next week, but we'll see how that actually goes. And we'll see. Um, there seemed to be like quite a bit of sell off uh, towards the end of the day as people were just selling off the stock, uh, taking profits. Um, I think there's still a lot of uncertainty in the market, um, especially considering all the things that are going on in the U.S. Now, NEO is a Chinese-based uh, company, so it's kind of a little bit different, but they do trade on the, on the U.S. exchange. So, um, you know, the way that they operate is a little bit different uh, compared to other American companies, but I think there's still a lot of specul speculative plays out there uh, as far as the market as a whole, uh, considering, you know, what the country is going through. Uh, also, Tesla uh, gave their delivery estimate as well. Uh, so they said they delivered 139,300 uh, uh, vehicles uh, in the third quarter this year. Um, so that's a pretty good uh, amount. But their shares did go down after that. Um, 
you know amount came out. They were expected uh, to deliver around 137,000, but they exceeded that expectation. Uh, so, you know, their estimate range was from 123,000 to 147,000. Uh, that's kind of what analysts expected it to be. So it was on the top end more than the lesser end. Um, and that 137,000 number is like where they where people thought it was going to be. So it exceeded expectations a little bit, uh, but there still was some profit taking uh, towards the end of the day. Uh, what does that mean for the company? I think they will continue to ramp up production. Uh, they seem to have a really good path forward uh, based off of battery day with their new batteries that they have um, and their cost reductions uh, to factory and manufacturing processes. So with that, um, Elon must seem to have a good direction forward for the company as a whole. Uh, his timeline was a lot uh, further than I think a lot of investors were initially thinking that it would be. Um, there was a new battery, so yes, in battery day, there was a new battery, but, uh, to me, it was more on a manufacturing, uh, sort of, um, play, uh, in a company as a whole vision rather than, you know, making new vehicles. Uh, they did announce that they would try to make a vehicle, uh, that is $25,000 electric, uh, which would be the cheapest EV uh, out there, especially if it has the autopilot feature. Uh, so, you know, hopes of that coming out uh, was pretty, you know, people were pretty excited about that. Um, also, with the uh, production of their lithium batteries um, in-house, that was a, a pretty good move. Um, they also partner with this company, um, you know, to do that, that has uh, places in Nevada uh, where they can actually uh, produce that lithium for their batteries so interesting moves being made by that company uh, and by Tesla so we'll just see what the future holds for the company um, and see if they're on track uh, to continue uh, their growth so going into another one we have Pfizer uh, which is ticker sign PFE um, their CEO um, Albert uh, Borola I think that's how you pronounce it uh, said the politization, politization uh, of COVID-19 vaccine is an internal memo uh, to CNBC reporters. So he basically was in referencing to um, the debate where Trump was saying, you know, we have Pfizer, uh, Moderna, um, I think he said Innovio, said a couple of companies um, that were basically uh, on track to deliver the vaccine. Uh, now, if you're familiar with those companies, uh, Moderna has already said that they're not going to be able to deliver one until possibly uh, Thanksgiving at the earliest, uh, which will be after uh, Trump's deadline. Uh, Pfizer said that they're on track, uh, but the CEO uh, is basically saying, you know, the science uh, is what's going to determine it. Um, they're still, as far as I know, on track to be um, on time with their uh, timeline timeline and should be giving an update uh here pretty soon astrazeneca um is another company uh that you know is on track to do theirs as well uh talking about astrazeneca uh they were recently paused uh by the fda but uh this week uh today they announced that they are resuming their vaccine trials in japan uh but are in talks with the u.s so the u.s are still uh, on hold with their trials, but in Japan, 
uh, they're continuing uh, their trials uh, to come up with uh, uh, the experimental vaccine. Uh, so AstraZeneca PLC said on Friday, clinical, clinical trials of the experimental COVID-19 vaccine resumed in Japan, while adding it was in talks with regulators on data needed to restart studies in the United States, uh, where they remain halted. Several global trials of the vaccine AZ1222 uh, were put on hold last month after the unexplained illness of study participant. Uh, while most trials have resumed, U.S. trials are still on pause as regulators uh, widen their probe uh, returners um, reported on Wednesday. So, says the British drug maker said that early to mid-stage trial for the vaccine candidate against the novel vir- coronavirus resumed in Japan after uh, consultation with the national health uh, regulator, the Japanese pharmaceutical and medical devices agencies. So, the U.S. seems to be the only place that AstraZeneca has paused, but you know it's still a large base um, for people. Um, and a very important uh, key market uh, when trying to come up with a vaccine. So along medical lines, uh, a company that, you know, took off this week, uh, is ticker sign SLDB, uh, which is for Solid Biosciences. Uh, this week, uh, yesterday, it said that the FDA lift their clinical hold on Ignite DMD clinical trial. Uh, so they have a drug that uh, they're trying to develop to come out. It was on hold, uh, but the FDA lifted their hold. Uh, so that's good. Um, and you know, anytime a company uh, has the FDA intervention, whether that's uh, coming up with an NDA or um, which is a new drug application, uh, if you're not familiar with that terminology, or if the FDA comes up with a um, proposed solution or, you know, a lift or unhalts or actual halts a company, uh, it definitely directs, uh, directly affects the price of that company. Uh, so that's why that company went up. Uh, I expect it to continue to go up um, as the weeks go on. It seemed to be on a pretty uh, significant bullish uptrend. Uh, so definitely to keep my eyes out on ticker sign SLDB as time goes on. Uh, and probably going to be an early morning mover um, as markets open on Monday. So, going into uh, Nikola and GM. So, GM considers boosting stake in Nikola and a rework deal. Uh, so, if you're not familiar, uh, they had a deal on the table where Nikola was supposed to um, partner with GM. GM was supposed to get an 11% stake of Nikola. But there were accusations to Trevor Milton, uh, which kind of muddied the waters. Um, and Trevor Milton uh, has since stepped down uh, from his role at Nikola uh, amidst those allegations. Um, and GM has not finalized their deal. So uh, GM tentatively agreed uh, to take an 11% stake in Nikola as part of the cash-free deal made public last month. The Detroit car automaker would supply hydrogen fuel cell technology to its junior partner uh, and manufacture a new battery-powered pickup truck called the Badger. Talks finalized in the agreement are ongoing ahead of a December 3rd deadline. So if you bear in mind, uh, if you follow Nikola Motors at all, December 
3rd is actually the day of uh, Nikola World. So Nikola World is where they're supposed to debut the Badger um, and have it driving around and all other stuff. So that is that loose deadline that they're referencing. Uh, since the deal was announced on September 8th, Nikola's stock has fallen by more than half and GM has sought better terms before closing. Uh, so the people who had not been identified because of the discussion are private. Uh, GM could push the raise uh, its equity in Nikola beyond the planned 11% or seek warrants uh, that would regard that would guarantee uh, or even increase that level of ownership if the company raises more money. So they basically want uh, a higher percentage of the company. Um, it kind of was a bad look after the whole Trevor Milton situation on GM after that kind of went down. Um, so, you know, after those allegations came out, it definitely looked bad on GM that they were in, uh, you know, talks with uh, someone who had those sort of allegations. Um, so, you know, definitely interested to see uh, what that deal actually is after they get done with that um, and how much percentage um, of the company GM is going to uh, actually have. Um, also interested to see if uh, production of the Badger is still going to happen as well as Nikola World. Um, you know, if this deal is not done before December 3rd, will there be a functional Badger uh, that will be displayed at Nikola World. And I think um, if that does not happen and there's not a production model, I think it would drive the stock down uh, because a lot of people have been waiting um, to actually see a functioning model of this Badger, especially after GM said that they were going to sign on. So um, irregardless of the accusations to Trevor Milton, I think shareholders still want to see a functional uh, electric truck Um one that could rival, um, you know, the Cybertruck from Tesla. Uh, Spec-wise, if it doesn't, as long as it's functional, I think, you know, that's a good catalyst for the stock to go up. But if it's not functional, you know, I definitely think the stock could suffer. There are really high, very high expectations um, for this company, especially considering that it is competing with a company like Tesla, uh, which itself has, you know, met multiple milestones uh, that were you know, not even achievable years ago, uh, but still faces scrutiny, uh, even though those milestones have been achieved. Now, lastly, I want to go into uh, another EV uh, company, Helion, uh, completed their merger with Tortoise Acquisition. Uh, so officially today, the ticker sign is H-L-Y-N, I mean H-Y-L-N, uh, it was S-H-L-L. So it went from uh, Shell to become uh, HYLN. So if you're looking for the stock uh, for Helion, it is ticker sign HYLN. Uh, they completed um, its merger with the special purpose acquisition company, uh, Tortoise Acquisition Corp. Uh, the hybrid truck powertrain maker announced uh, late Thursday. <clears throat> so the merger approved by Tortoise Acquisition uh, shareholders this, this week will result in a combined uh, company being remained Helion Holdings Corporation. Uh, and it's being listed on the New York Stock Exchange under symbol HYLN. Uh, so the completion of our merger uh, greatly accelerates Helion's growth plans uh, and unlocks the potential value of our business, uh, which was quoted by uh, Thomas Healy, which is the CEO and founder of Helion. Um, and it says, through the merger, Helion will receive $560 million 
uh, and proceeds to drive its continued uh, development and commercialization of its powertrain solutions. Uh, so if you're not familiar with uh, Helion, it's definitely some interesting technology, but it is not um, building a truck from the ground up like um, Nikola is or like Tesla is. So it kind of is an adaptation to uh, existing trucks. Uh, so you don't really need a new truck to uh, use their system. It's kind of add-on features that make a new truck electric. So very interesting technology uh, regarding the company um, and definitely very interesting um, uh, as far as uh, cost and efficiency purposes. So it seems like it's a basically I would look at it as a conversion kit for existing trucks. So it's more practical in that sense. Um, that you could just take an existing truck and then get this hybrid electric system put onto it. Uh, but, you know, interesting in the fact that uh, it does actually reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So, you know, interested to see how that company uh, pans out um, and stock price, see um, what new developments uh, can help boost their share price. Alright, so good luck to everybody trading out there this week. Uh, it's been a crazy week. Definitely give you all some more updates um, as things develop. Uh, as soon as we get more um, developments from the whole Trump uh, situation and uh, the continuation of the debates, uh, we'll definitely give you more updates on it. So good luck to everybody trading out there. I uh, hope you're able to lock in those profits. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.